Hello, lucky number 13, have at you. How are we all doing? Are we all doing good? Tier two, get me to Bundabust right now and bury me in Bundo chat ASAP, please. <laughs> First off, that was a bit of a strange thought, wasn't it? First off, let me just say um, a massive thank you to everyone that's messaged me over the past like day, just because it's been that Spotify 2020 wrapped thing and loads of people have sent me the little screenshot saying that this podcast was in one of their top favorite most listened to podcasts of the year which is amazing considering the podcast is only like I don't know like four months old or something like that it's really cool and I've also found out from Spotify that because my podcast is still listed under tv and film that I've actually ranked number 28th in the country um, for most listened to TV and film related podcasts, which is funny because I don't necessarily talk about media entertainment as much as I used to. I do need to try and figure out how to change the topics or the subject of this podcast and um, try and get it over to critical thinking. But even still, I'm going to take the fact that I am number 28th on at least one podcast list. It's just something that it's still very, very surreal and bizarre for me. But yeah, thank you for the support anyway. And thank you to everyone that sent me a little message yesterday. So today then, well, let me start off by saying, do you know what I've actually noticed? What one of my most recent favorite sayings is? It's take a step back and look at it that way. I've noticed I'm saying it a lot in real life, on work calls and in these episodes as well, because I try and find joy trying to find the greater meaning in things that at first come across incredibly black and white. So with that in mind, let's take a step back and think about whether the glass in your life is half empty or half full. And what does it mean? The terms glass half full or glass half empty is a rhetorical phrase and it's actually not that deep. If your glass is half full, you're an optimistic person who views the world in a very positive light. You probably like the phrase, everything happens for a reason, and you find it easy to make peace in difficult circumstances. If your glass is half empty, you're known to be relatively pessimistic. Yes, everything happens for a reason, and that reason for you is to specifically piss you off. <laughs> the world isn't on your side, and you've got a rigid sense of idealism. Depending on the type of person you are, one singular situation can be viewed from your perspective in an entirely different way in comparison to someone else. And with regards to this, there's actually been scientific studies that show that we've all got genetic components that naturally make you either more focused on the positive aspects of life or the negative. But I'm going to go into that a little bit later on. Optimists would say that the glass is half full and that there is water to drink there. Pessimists, on the other hand, view the glass as half empty and the fact that the glass is now missing half a glass of water. So first off, I'm going to talk about people who view the glass as half full. So to view your glass as half full, you are known to be aware of rose-tinted glasses. And this is a term that I learned years ago when I'd done sociology for about half a year. And it's the only bit of factual information I can remember from doing those classes. But basically, being aware of rose-tinted glasses, it can come into play both theoretically and physically, just because studies have actually shown 
that if you wear rose-tinted glasses, that it'll introduce positive effects into how we process visual information and it can actually influence how you respond to various emotional events in life. So soldiers who have been in various wars over the years have actually been prescribed coloured-tinted glasses to treat disorders such as PTSD and depression. The theoretic standpoint stems from the physical one, as if you look through life through rose-tinted glasses, you'd edge towards the glass being half full, so you've got a very cheerful and optimistic view on things, usually without valid basis. Now, all of this sounds like the most ideal way of living, seeing everything in the most positive way you can possibly find, no matter how dire the situation. Well, unfortunately, like most things in life, to be a glass half full type of person, you do open yourself up to possible negative side effects. I actually shared a post on my podcast Instagram page a few weeks back that sums up what I'm trying to say about the negatives of being a glass half full type of person pretty nicely. It was a quote by Laurie Lee Studio and it said, if you wear rose tinted glasses, red flags just look like flags. And I love this because it's so true. Have you ever been so invested in a person? It could be a friend, a potential partner, even a family member, where naturally you're trying to make this connection of which you desire with a person of whom you want in your life because you think that they're going to make your life more fulfilling in whatever way. And you make up excuses for them internally without questioning whether or not their wrongdoing is actually morally correct and sits in line for what you believe in. When these instances come up, I went around that the most bizarre way possible, but you get what I mean. So why is that? Why do we try and protect these obviously toxic people who aren't really better in our life in the way that we thought they would? The answer to that, it's because you have rose tinted glasses on. Take them off and you could potentially notice the toxic behaviours that you were on the receiving end of. Other people's calculated outside opinions on the matter can make things even more complex because naturally we don't want to admit when we're wrong about someone, especially when people have pulled you aside and they might have said something like, hey, by the way, X person actually isn't a really nice person. They're really toxic. They're not good for you. It can be embarrassing if someone says this to you and you might even feel like it's your moral duty to stick up for said person because they're not around and that's okay, it's just human nature to do stuff like that but taking the time to reflect on how you deserve to be treated and whether or not your standards are being met, it's so important. At the end of the day, if you're a glass half full type person and you've got rose tinted glasses on too much, there's a possibility you could, unfortunately, fall under mug territory. Now, being able to remove your glasses, your rose-tinted glasses, and be wary of your glass, as in the glass that you perceive as half full, it's a massive learning curve just to be aware of it. I'm not saying be a pessimist and view the glass as half empty or anything like that. I'm just saying be wary It is an incredibly difficult thing to do. It's just something to be aware of. Now, a user on Reddit who is called NHK Boy, he sums up nicely by saying that people who have a very glass half full type of outlook on life, they usually refer to the example of the 1995 to the 1999 Ferrari F355, the most beautiful of all Ferraris, but will completely run you financially to the ground. 
Right, so basically, <laughs> often the most amazing looking things in your eyes have the most uncanny way of hiding its most egregious flaws. So your brain picks up flaws in more things than you can give it credit for, basically. Scientifically, the types of flaws in people that you like are so minute, so fractional, that the only way you can realize this is that when they destabilize your entire world. So in this case of the Ferrari F355, there are obscure parts of the engine that are so warped and constructed abnormally that they can fail at any time and cause other parts of the car to malfunction. But in most normal, well-adjusted cars, these parts are built to operate normally and all in harmony together as well, giving the buyer a greater peace of mind. So does this sound familiar? In this case of being a glass half full slash rose tinted glasses type of person, you don't necessarily have to be so quick to blame yourself. Gigantic personality defects are really visible to those negative, untraceable nuisances because they can only be detected by a discerning, impartial eye. So the science to detect these situations, it's not to look for a set pattern of end products, but rather examine the relationship or friendship in the context of how much you like it versus how easier or harder it makes life for you. So sometimes you just need someone to point out the red flags to you basically and especially if you're a glass half full type of person it might not be so easy to see the negatives in people that you've got in your life. Try not to take it personally when you've spent potentially days, weeks, months, years idealizing a person of interest that you want in your life because chances are it'll probably take you days, weeks, months or years to get over them. But as they say, time is the greatest healer after all. So you will eventually move on from it. So if your glass is half empty, what does that mean? So one would naturally think that if you were someone whose glass was half empty, you might be going through life with feelings of somewhat incompletion. But I do just think it's down to the fact because the glass is half empty, it's not complete yet. It may still be on a path of being filled all the way up for all we're concerned. But as mentioned earlier, the glass being half empty is typically a representation of pessimism. Being half full, new obstacles in life appear as new opportunities, whereas if you're half empty, you're more than likely going to be stymied by these obstacles and you'd expect to see potentially negative repercussions from the situation. Is this necessarily a bad thing? I mean, you could argue that thinking this much outside of the box, it gives you more preparation for any type of situation or any type of scenario that might pop up in life. And you may not be happy about it, but at least you're coordinated and you're prepared for each outcome. And to be honest, I do think that people who have got their glass in life set as half empty are slightly more realistic in their knowledge of how the world actually works. And studies have actually shown that these type of people are usually more cautious in the way they spend their money, handle their debt, and the more aware of behaviours such as addiction, like with smoking or alcohol or drugs, so have you. And a result of this has shown that these type of people who are glass half empty and tend to be more pessimistic and cautious of things in life, they actually tend to live longer because of these reasons. 
ASAP Science on YouTube have actually touched on the whole is the glass half full or half empty debate before. So to reiterate what they said, they've actually said that research has shown that those who have too long alleles on specific genes controlling serotonin are more likely to focus on positive images that they see in day-to-day life. So like a nice picture of a flower or watching dogs play or whatever. So this is in comparison to those who have got shorter alleles on the same gene who are more likely to focus on negative images such as being mugged or like, I don't know, photos of the strands in Bootle or whatever. <laughs> but basically, variation in the oxytocin receptor gene, it can also affect your outlook. Those people who have got two copies of guanine are noted to be more optimistic with higher self-esteem, whilst those with copies of adenine were less positive. So with this, it seems that people are basically genetically susceptible to pessimism. Statistically, more of us would actually lean towards the glass being half full over it being half empty, and this is known as the optimism bias. And this is found in around 80% of the population, as we tend to overestimate the probability of positive effects occurring in the future, whilst grossly underestimating the probability of negative instances potentially happening. So an example of this is the fact that divorce rates right now, they're around about 40%. But if you were to ask a newlywed couple what their chances of getting divorced were, they would predict that their probability of getting divorced would be a north percent chance. Naturally, when you think of your future, it's usually better than the current situation that you're currently going through. And I know I do, I think about it myself when I think about my future self, what I'm going to be like, and I'll always think, yes, I'm going to have this much money, I'll have lost this much weight and toned up this much, and I'm going to be on this amazing holiday, X, Y, Z, so on and so forth. But again, to reiterate ASAP science, your brain, it's basically split into two halves. Well, it's not basic, that's just a fucking common fact. There's the left half and then there's the right half. And we can actually say that the left half of the brain exhibits increased activity when imagining positive thoughts, whereas during negative thoughts and negative events, the right half of the brain, the activity doesn't actually increase that much. So this is interesting because it just goes to show that your brain literally chooses to ignore and filter out negative information and it tries its best to just focus on the positive aspects of life. Now, I put a poll 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 whatever on my Instagram and Twitter just asking people whether or not they were a glass half full or glass half empty type of person and to mash them both together it looked to be around 70% of people who viewed their glasses half full whereas 30% of people viewed their glasses half empty. Now how do I view my glass? I'd say most days I'm half full but the days where I'm feeling pessimistic angry or upset I wouldn't even say it was half empty. I'd just say that there wasn't even a glass. It was, I felt nothing. There was nothing there. But that's just something I need to work on behind the scenes. Now, to wrap this up, I see both good and bad for both views on whether or not the glass is half full or half empty. I think that there's opportunity to learn from both examples. And you could even argue that both of them fall under the category of thinking outside of the box, not just if you're half empty. Basically, at the end of the day, if life gives you lemons after all, just make some goddamn lemonade and move on with life. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this cute, short and sweet episode. I wanted something that was a little bit more cushy in comparison to the last conspiracy-based episode. Any and all feedback is completely welcome. Just drop me a little message on my Instagram 
And again, a massive thank you to those who had this podcast in their Spotify 2020 wrapped and let me know about it. It absolutely means the world to me. Any days when I feel like doing this podcast is absolutely pointless, it always tends to be on the same days. I get a lovely comment from one of you lot. So I'm just letting you all know I'm really, really, really super thankful for it. And it really means a lot to me. Anyway, I hope you learned a little bit of something about the analogy of whether your glass is half empty or half full. Thank you.